Slice Audio. Let's record some audio on the Home Slice Podcast Network. All right. Um, welcome to the Book of Murdoch. What are we on, 40? 40 for the year? Ending the year on 40? Uh, thanks for listening. If you like this show or you're considering liking this show, or frankly, if you hate this show, give it a give it a give it a recommendation. Uh, recommendation. Got some old business to clean up. My friend Dan Patrick, who is star of CBS News, you can find him reporting on all of their technology stories. Was uh, weighing in on last episode. He uh, wants me to reconsider my spray tan life. <laughs> um, let me give him a proper plug. I think it's at Dan Patterson. If you go to at Dan Patterson on Twitter, uh, he's a, he's he's got all this great experience, by the way. He's the technology reporter for CBS News, but he's worked for the UN. He's worked for ABC for a long time. I, he has to be the first person ever out of South Dakota um, who created a podcast. Oh, my God. Dan, we need to bring back the creepy, sleepy show. We, like I was a part of it. we're going to do a Dan. I know you listen to these. It's like four 30 in the morning and you're doing your exercises because you're healthy. Let's do the creepy sleepy show. Let's bring it back. Zoom style. Ooh, another, another show on the home slice podcast network broadcasting from studio one a today. I don't have a tea of the moment for those of you that like to make fun of my delicate tea choices. Um, all right, friends, what's going on in the news? Um, probably nothing I want to talk about, really. We're coming up on Christmas. Did you all survive Thanksgiving? I thought, you know what's nice about in-person Thanksgivings? I don't believe, I believe we're getting away from talking about politics at Thanksgiving. Everyone's just everyone's you know who you need to start hanging out with now that weed is going to be legal in South Dakota to the younger family members that all of a sudden go for a quote unquote walk before all the food gets put out on the table. Those are the family members you want to hang out with on holidays because they're going for a walk. Um, Christmas is coming up. Hmm. Is there a war on Christmas again this year? You know what I've, I'm out of all of this stuff. You know what I, you know, okay. So like <clears throat> for some reason I can't get Facebook to work on my phone and I, and I just, I think I'm done. I know like I need to answer. I probably have a bunch of stuff on there that like you folks have commented on. I got to tell you, I'm not answering my Facebook anymore. It's a dumpster fire of bullshit and I don't want to be a part of it. I have messenger. I guess you can find me there, but like I'm out. Maybe that's why I'm just in a better, I tell you, this is true. I took Facebook off my phone and I noticed a remarkable mood change. I, I it was hard at first. It was you get you're addicted we're addicted to these things. If you think you're not, you're insane. Like the first like I still open it 3 times a day, like just on habit and I haven't had it for a month maybe. But I got to tell you man, like the re- I'm not like off social media. I like Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm all you can find me on all those in this show. But I just, I don't, like, there's a book of Murdoch Facebook page, but 
Yeah, Facebook's gross. <laughs> Facebook is like visiting that one your family members you have to visit. Like you don't you don't particularly care for them. You don't hate them, but you don't genuinely like them that much because you don't have a ton in common. But like your family, so you got to visit. That's Facebook. Um, I started. <laughs> I started uh, watching, uh, Discovery Plus. Like Discovery Plus was the last. Like I have all of them, just like you guys do, right? And I got Hulu, and it started with Netflix, and now there's Prime, and then there's HBO, and now there's Showtime, and Stars, and The Peacock, and all of them. Well, I didn't have Discovery Plus, so because I I am full tilt into murder docs. Like, it's oat milk and murder docs. Like, like every lesbian on TikTok. I'm just suckered in. You know what got me? The, my favorite murder podcast. Like, I used to make fun of it because you think you're supposed to hate it because you're a dude, you know? That's a great show. And, like, now I'm sucked into all these. Like, I'm 20 years behind everybody who's into, like, murder docs. But now I'm, I'm just into them. It's like discovering a new genre of music. And Discovery Plus is a million of them. You got to be careful, though, because it's all... If you if you only watch these stupid... <laughs> if you only watch and listen to murder things, all of a sudden everybody's going to kill your baby. Like, the first screen you see when you open Discovery Plus is like, is your baby going to die because a stranger's going to steal it at the grocery store? Next on Discovery Plus. Like, it's, all, it's a lot of that, right? But they're just... There's a 17... Murder docs that are all kind of 2020 dateliney, you know, real popcorny. You can, you can, they're just pretty entertaining. There's one, I haven't watched it yet. It, it was, what was it? Was it, was the cut? Canada's, Canada's most notorious killers. I gotta say, man, Canada's not known for its notoriousness. Like, I envision. Canada's most notorious ser- serial killers like still still kind of being polite <laughs> say like, oh you know oh let's do some yo uh, uh, oh, you know, sorry about the murder you know I don't I didn't mean to do all of the stabbing <laughs> don't don't call the mounties no 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 there's no raping going on here, you know. I need some more Canadian references. Don't don't worry about your Timbits there. Just hop in the car, you know. There you go. There's my there's my I'll show there's my some Canadian uh humor reference. I'm trying to I'm trying to widen my Canadian base. Just gotta talk about Timbits. What else do you guys have up there? You've got uh Mounties. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. That's a real thing. I know a person. His, he's a German. I think he's still alive. He was a German dude named Dietmeier. And real, you know, uh, Brad. Uh, they call him, the real name is Brad. Brad. Brad, we fly into the lake. Uh, he was a, he was a, he was a, uh, a bush pilot. Uh, he was a retired Mountie. And like he was a bush pilot, German dude named Dietmeier, and he would fly us into this lake in the Northwest Territories where I was a fishing guide for a summer, which is, I mean, we could talk about that or not. Anyways, he was like, you know, they're so polite. Like our cops are like, 
<clears throat> like it's a biggie song, like kick in the door, waving the four. You know what I mean? Like it's real aggressive. I didn't like Mounties. Like they can still be badass, but they're particularly nice about it. Like, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to disarm you now. I apologize if I'm going to break four fingers, but that's how it works. Just the 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 slow snowmobile chase of the most notorious killers. It's just on a trail. There's a team of sled dogs after them. What do they call their dog? They have a weird name for their dog. Their dollars are coins. I've always thought the gentleman's club industry must be unique in Canada because their dollars, which they call loonies, are coins. Most notorious killers. Oh, you know, we got some, uh, we got a little a bit of the Tim Hortons, and then we uh, took a contract to kill this lady for 10,000 loonies, you know. I don't have a good Canadian accent. Oh, Ope. Ope, sorry about the murder. That might be the title. Um, Yeah, man, I'm partially Canadian. I always spent a summer in Canada. I was a fishing guide up in the Northwest Territories. There was a guy, I think I've mentioned, that, uh, Carl. Call. He had like six and a half fingers. He made cabinets and ran sled dogs and like ran a real trap line. Like I got to spend a summer with this dude. Um, smelly is how I'd start. Interesting and smelly. That's how I'd describe Carl. We should. I should have wrote a book if I could write at all. There was a book in this dude. Like he moved there after the war because they didn't want to be Nazis. And then they ended up in the middle of this, you know, Native American population in the middle of the Northwest Territories where the ice doesn't come off until June. Like, it's just cold there nine months of the year and, like, ran sled dogs. And, like, married the 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 tribe's chief's daughter and then spent, like, ten years just having to kick the shit out of a bunch of dudes who were mad about that. This is a real fascinating guy. And he had a buddy named Dietmeier, the German pilot. And the one time I um, went out into the into the bush with him, he got us lost. So I don't know how good of a bush pilot he was. Although I would have killed us in a second. You don't think I would be the person you would want guiding your wilderness trip? That's a, that's that's fair. I almost cut my foot off um, chopping wood in flip flops on the same trip. I would not hire me to be your bush pilot. Uh, well, let's see. What do you folks need to know about South Dakota? Oh, we're in the news a little bit. Those of you listening to this show and you're not from the area, from the state or whatever, if you're you're from East Coast or you're from Canada or where, and you're in like, man, it sounds pretty small town where he's from. It is a small town state. Uh, we're in the news right now because our governor got her daughter a job. And I, like, I don't know why everyone's so surprised about that. This is. I don't know. I don't have strong feelings about it whatsoever. What else is going on in South Dakota? Oh yeah, the pot bill. That's 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 every <laughs> so like okay. Our state overwhelmingly voted to legalize marijuana, but the bill that was supported was a little in some constitutional gray areas, and the Supreme Court kicked it back, and so now it's going to be back on the issue again. And like the amount of people you ever seen. Like, great basketball footage where a killer crossover will make a guy come out of his socks. That's roughly the same speed that a bunch of old-school conservative politicians in South Dakota would be like, wait a minute, 30,000 more people voted for weed than voted for Donald Trump in this 
in this rural state, oh boy, turns out we are pro weed. And so not it's gonna be like a whole year of that. Ugh. Um We often to you out of staters, let's wonder what let's let's do let's do a little Googling. Google South Dakota. What comes up in the news? Let me try to defend us a little bit. I'll be our lawyer. Mm-mm-mm-mm. South Dakota, where the hills are west and the middle's pretty boring. News. Um, South Dakota hockey team apologizes for making teachers. Oh yeah, that's that didn't make us look good. Uh, there is a there is a semi pro hockey team that, that that did a little. They try. I know. I'm sure their heart was in the right place, but there was like a <laughs> there was a thing where like they had some teachers put dollar bills off the middle of the ice as like a hey man we're trying to raise some money for the kids stuff and like taken out of context it looks like teachers having to completely beg for the very little money they get for the things. Um, it's it was I'm sure it's like you know what I mean like everybody's all around the country's been like look at those fucking people in South Dakota making their teachers dig for cats it's not like anybody made them like I'm like surely if you take a step back and look how it's being presented in the context of the internet that was like surely it looks degrading and insulting to the the profession as a whole but like it's not like they meant to do that they were just trying to do a thing you know how hard it is to promote a hockey game no one wants to go to a hockey game sometimes you need a bunch of gimmicks uh that's a little hard to defend but like why don't you back off on it it's not that the hockey team isn't a bunch of heartless goobers it was just you know it was taken out of context a little uh <laughs> But you, they're writing some fucking checks now, aren't they? <laughs> um, let's see. What happens when you Google South Dakota? There's the hockey. South Dakota Governor Christy Nome's daughter was given an extra chance to obtain a real estate license. I don't give a shit. So the so so a governor like do you think that's the only there's there's a guy in the county auditor's office that helped his cousin get a thing some of that is just a little like i know it doesn't look good but like i'm not gonna go to war over it who gives a shit also by the way chrissy gnome can kill a baby seal downtown pier in our state capital live stream the son of a bitch and like take a bite out of its liver and still probably walk into the governor's office she's a little hard to beat in this state she's like the nation's most popular governor um Oh, I don't like this. No, I'm trying to restore protections in prayer in schools. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is where Republicans get. You're just insane. You're right. This is just the segment of the show where I just bitch about the news I'm reading in Google. Why? 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 If this is these are the things prayer in school. Now that Roe v. Wade is going to go to the Supreme Court. These are the things that they're going to distract you with. When you go to the voting booth, stop, stop making this your only issue. I know it's a big issue to some of you. I'm not trying to minimize that it is a big issue. And if it is your one issue, great. But your one issue is taking up all of the space that makes the rest of us disgusted to be a part of the process. So every time you make it about dipshit stuff, you lose people in the middle. Ugh. Um... Our attorney general is going to get impeached because, you know, 
he killed a guy. <laughs> it is a little okay. So not so like I feel like I really got to be. It is a little hard to defend us on that one. If you're from the East Coast and you read that our attorney general was driving down the road and when he hit a dude, the guy's glasses ended up in the car, and somehow he gets to stay the attorney general. That's a little hard. To, I won't even I won't defend that in this state. Um. I guess that's the news. There's South Dakota. Let's change the topic. It's winter here. I don't know if it's winter where you are, if you get snow where you listen to this, but we got our first beautiful heavy flaked snowstorm, and seven minutes into it, I pulled my back scooping snow, because that's what 40 is. It's just a constant throb somewhere on your body. That's what it means to be 40. doesn't matter how much fucking yoga you do. <laughs> Something's just hurt. <laughs> Someone told me, oh, you should get a hot tub. Well, hold on. Let me back up a little bit. At first, I hurt my, like, you know, lift with your knees, not with your back. That's a real thing. And stretch. Got to stretch. If you're a 40 and you want to do anything outside of, like, pooping, you have to stretch. It's just the way it is now. Then, my, I'm so, you know, I'm a, I, ta- I yap. I yap on the phone. I yap in meetings. I yap in Zooms. I yap on this microphone. I yap for a living. That's my job. I'm yapping about uh, with the thing on a client, and I'm, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm getting out of my truck. And I'm being real ginger because I hurt my back, but I'm also right in the middle of making my point, which I seem to want to do 20 hours a day. And I and my foot slips off my running board in my vehicle, and like Chevy Chase Fletch style, flew right out the side of the truck into the ice. And now more things throb. And someone's so I'm like walking around this these offices like the world's 700 year old man. And I must look like I'm in I'm in a real bad mood because no one really everyone just goes, "Oh, are you okay?" Someone goes, "You should get a hot tub." I don't want to no. There are like pool tables and hot tubs. You can never move. All first off, it's not about it's not the logistics. Hot tubs, I'm sure, are great. I would I would I I. I'm, you're stewing in your own body's ajou mix. What is therapeutic about this? I don't care how much chlorine you put into it. There's just no, what, no, I want that in my house. And then you have to have people over, ooh, comes in the hot tub, and come hang out in the hot, no. I don't want come people hanging out in the hot tub. I could get talked into one of them saunas. They're smaller. It feels like you could move with a sauna, like you could get that in a truck. Those hot tubs, you need a team of oxen to get it to the new place. And you constantly, my parents have one. They're constantly futzing with it. It's like you're always making soup and the temperature's not quite right. That's what it's like owning a hot tub. That's what it looks like. I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm a sauna guy, I think. We have a, I'm sure you have a local YMCA where you're at. Is your, tell me, you can find me on Instagram. You can tell me about, tell me about your local, tell me your local YMCA stories. That's what I'd like to hear from you. Yeah, you can get back to me in whatever way you want to, and I'll and I'll read your YMCA stories. We have. I wonder if you have the same collection of old nude men that we have. So, like, you know, I'm, my back hurts all the time. I like. I they got a sauna in there. I really like sitting. It's a wet sauna. You're sitting there, it's steam. It's a steam room. Okay, is that what it is? I don't know if the phrase these phrases right. And there's <laughs> and there's these collection of like old dudes that look at you like. You're a pussy if you go in there with clothes on. Like, they're all naked, and they don't, and like, they're all just old and out of fucks to give, and they just want to be naked. And I used to bother me. No longer, 
bothers me because I'm just apparently aging into what I'm going to turn into them eventually. But I'm still not ready just to be naked in there with a bunch of other dudes. And I don't mean to sound homophobic about it, but I just, you know, I'm good. I don't want my naked parts on, you know, I'm fine. But you walk in there and you're like wearing whatever. I wear my yoga shorts in there. It's not like I'm wearing a fucking set of snow pants. And they'll look, <laughs> they look at you like, ugh. like they're annoyed. Like, come on, man. You're not a, you're not a man unless you're naked in here with us. Maybe that'll be my 22 resolution. I'll just, I'll do more naked saunaing. For, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't care if I have the, the weird naked group's respect, but maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's a freeing element to it, you know? I don't know how we got from naked old men at the Y. Oh, hot tubs. That's why. Hmm. I had the weirdest, I had the weirdest dream. I, um, I recently watched, I think this is how it happened. I recently watched Dr. Strange, the Marvel movie, just kind of in the, had it in the background, you know, and I, and I'm, and I, and I, I'm a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. By the way, I think he is a dead ringer for, um, we have somebody on our cast here at Home Slice. His name is Oakley. I think he looks exactly like Benedict Cumberbatch. Am I saying that right? Anyways, I had a dream. I had a dream about Benedict. This is going to make me sound like a lunatic. I had a dream about Benedict Cumberbatch, but he had a, what's that disease where you don't have any hair? uh, Propecia? Alopecia. Propecia. What's propecia? Propecia is the balding one, right? Like you take it if you're losing your hair. I'm going to look into that. Aloe. Hold on a second. Aloe. Alopecia. Make sure I'm getting this right. Alopecia is an autoimmune disorder that causes your hair to come out often in clumps. Is that what it is? I'm talking about like Dream Benedict Cumberbatch was all the way alopecia, like soft. Like he, he felt like suede, like he was like, I kept, you kept touching him in, (laughs) not in a weird spot, like dream me kept rubbing Benedict Cumberbatch's head because it was really felt like, because he had alopecia. Is it alopecia? I don't, I feel like I'm, I want to get the thing right. I, we have a, this is, I, this is all I know about this. We had a web guy once a hundred years ago at a company I worked for who had this and he was, this is, this is where your real life invades your dream. Like we go to the bar and just get hammered or like we, he lived in Vegas. We go down to Vegas and we just get rocked at the bar, you know, or downtown at the strip. And, and we like, you could touch him like, and like he, I'm sure it, like, I'm sure he probably went home and cried about it cause it was exhausting to go through. But like he was so soft, the softest, like chinchilla mink no no soft fur no soft supple uh 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 cloth or fur has as much velvety softness as this guy's head and like well entire body i guess but the only parts we would touch his head we wouldn't be completely rude <laughs> like soft like if the social contract breaks down and we all start hunting people for like food and sport. The people with alopecia are going to get hunted for their pelts. That is how soft Dream Benedict Cumberbatch's skin was. 
glad I brought that up. <laughs> oh man. So and as I'm I'm in a we're doing a lot of we're hiring some people, you know, and 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 I'm uh, I get I mean this in a whatever, but like you get, you know, I, I talk to youth, I talk to college kids and I talk to high school kids that are interested in this career and you're always asked so like what kind of experience shapes you for what your careers, what should I learn? And and the things I always think of first are like these Facebook memories that come up where like we're looking for 15 people to eat a Madagascar hissing cockroach when I used to do dick joke morning radio. <laughs> like, I don't, there's your experience. I don't know. What do you want to meet about? It's weird. That's all you can say. Um, okay. Let, you know what? I Let's do something not as silly. I was listening to, what the hell was I listening to? There's a podcast called Business Wars. I think that's where I heard this. And they were doing, they were doing, I was listening to some history of the Blackberry company. Remember Blackberries? God, I miss Blackberries. Oh, I miss Blackberries. If we could go back to the best version of your cell phone life ever, it's when it was pre-smartphones in, in the when blackberry was the king man i mean i all you could do is play snake there was no you know there was no um supercell games and minecraft and like all of these complicated video and editing softwares like there's no tiktok by any means there was snake and your email and your text and you could type 37 words a second oh i miss blackberries the little traction ball and the keyboard. Give me a, give me an old school BlackBerry keyboard that they missed the boat, right? They like, it's so interesting as we're, as some of you were in business that listened to this and some of you just listened to this, but like every business, every industry is going through a really interesting evolution of consumers and uh, both in consumers and then how your products and, and, and goods and events are kind of sold, right? And marketed. And it's and and we all think, oh my God, we've never seen this before. If you just go back and listen to any businesses' troubles from generations ago or any politics from generations ago, it's not really that different than now. BlackBerry was the king shit. BlackBerry was was a giant compared to anything Apple was going to do. And you know where they screwed up? They didn't make the evolution from 3G to 4G, and then everybody went Blackberries for old geezers because they're still on 3G. And it's what killed them. It's what sunk them. But you know what kept them going? This is why BlackBerry deserves a shot. I don't know. If you're really interested in this, listen to um, – It's there's a, there's a whole series of smartphones. It was BlackBerry and Verizon and Droids and Androids and Google and Apple. It's a, it's a whole long series, but it's pretty interesting. And this is why BlackBerry deserves a shot again, okay? So, like – Remember the Arab Spring? When was the Egypt Arab Spring? This was this would be uh, Egypt Arab Spring timeline. Was that okay? So like 2010 ish is when this started. And if you remember, if you don't remember any of this, I won't, I'll give you the cliff notes. Basically, the you know there was an uprising in Egypt, and they wanted their leader gone, and the government like went to all of the major internet networks and all of the all like iPhones and Verizons and all of that. And, and the, and the email systems and said, we need access to all of this. We need to see who is uprising. And you know, who stayed strong? 
Blackberry's last, the last thing Blackberry had that was valuable was their messenger service. They had a device to device messenger service that was free as long as you had Wi Fi. It was the same thing that WhatsApp created years later that got valued and then bought for what, $4 billion or something, insane number? Same kind of thing. And the Egyptian government, the, 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 the authoritarian Egyptian government went to BlackBerry and said, you got to shut that down or you got to give us access to it. And they were the one, almost only company, not one, but one of the few that hung in and said, no, we're not going to do that. Absolutely not. And like BlackBerry is the reason that you could even have kind of an Arab Spring. I thought that was super interesting. Even though they kind of ding the company up hard, they'll probably never come back. What's BlackBerry up to now? If they ever come back, I'd get, I'd buy BlackBerry. Black, what was it? Research. What's the company called? Research in Motion. Yeah, BlackBerry Limited. Can you even buy a BlackBerry phone right now? Blackberry.com products. Oh my God, you can. Oh, it's all cybersecurity stuff. Mm, that's less than I don't care about that. I want to, I want to sell me a, a 5G Blackberry phone. That's what I want. With an old school keyboard, like the thousand year old man I am. <laughs> um, What else is cooking? I watched that Von Dutch documentary. It's on, it's called The Curse of Van Dutch. It's on Hulu. It's really great. Do you guys remember Van Dutch? The Van Dutch brand? Paris Hilton made it famous. Tommy Lee made it famous. So like Van Dutch, I don't have to get into the whole thing. It's just interesting. I, I want, I'll get into it a little bit, just kind of sell it to you a little. It, there's an old pinstriper artist named Von Dutch in California, old, 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 and Two or three dudes like bought that brand back, made it cool, and like started putting it on trucker hats and t-shirts, and all of a sudden it was it was the Ed Hardy and Affliction before Ed Hardy and Affliction, and 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 they were it was hundreds of millions of dollars, and then they all tanked it because it can became too cool, and it was on everything. There was there was Von Dutch. Like condoms and Von Dutch, this crazy, insane, like $700 Van, Von Dutch uh, cell phone clips. You know what I mean? Just, in, it just in, insane stuff. And then that all, and then Ed Hardy became all of that Ed Hardy stuff. And then it all became affliction stuff. This is all happening. It was all kind of secretly tied, not secretly tied, but like motorcycle industry adjacent. Like, all of us motorcycle people kind of remember Van Dutch before it was Van Dutch, and then all of a sudden, like, Paris Hilton's wearing this stuff. What the hell's going on? What? When did motorcycle pinstriping become cool? That was a weird time. That 2006 to 2008, we, I, we, except for the banks who kind of screwed us all, like, we all kind of deserve that a little bit. Like, especially, like, there was, I don't know, I've got a specific view of it. Like, we came up in the motorcycle industry, and I started a company in 2008, and it had so much success in the first month. I remember calling my high school friend and saying, I think I'm going to know what it's like to be rich. Let me tell you something, my friends. If you ever stumble upon some magic, meaning you're doing a thing, and you got a thing cooking, you've got some momentum, and you think you're the shit... 
right before you call your high school best friend and brag about how awesome you are, give it a couple years, will you? Because <laughs> it turns out getting lucky for four months and then going through the biggest housing crisis you've been through in your entire life will stop you from being as rich as you think you're going to be. There were so many crazy stories. People were, this is going to be boring to some of you, but the motorcycle industry went through such a boom in that time. So like it was all over television, Orange County choppers, West Coast choppers, everything was a chopper. So like every construction dude in every city became that city choppers. And then there was two or three of them and everybody wanted to be on TV. And like people were, we, I was at an, a motorcycle event where I was hearing stories of people taking a second mortgage on their house for a $100,000 custom motorcycle. And then what seemed like weeks, weeks after that, I remember hearing a story of a dude in Michigan who like was trying to be whatever Michigan town choppers and was, was flooring like six American iron horse choppers, which were like forty five or sixty thousand dollars a piece, like his cost. And he had to sell them for auction because everybody everybody lost. I mean, everybody lost everything there and when that and not everybody lost everything. The banks held on to everything. But like in this small little world, everybody went from, oh my God, I think we're gonna be rich to hmm, your credit's fucked until twenty eighteen. <laughs> It was rough on everybody, man. Like that dude had to, like that dude in one auction lost, I don't know, $200,000. That makes me want to vomit. So just, you know, what would be, what would be a similar boom right now? If you're a, if you are a social media influencer, that seems to be a, I mean, that's a much larger deal. And like, you know, you're walking into your Thanksgiving talking about, hey, man, I didn't, I got to quit my fucking whatever job and do this and work remote and blah, blah, blah. I think that's awesome. That's certainly like post COVID, we're all like everybody's industries are going to have to figure out what is working looking like. I think everybody's going to go through that. But like these, this easy money <laughs> things you fall into. I have no idea what it's like to be a social media influencer. Maybe it's not as easy. I'm sure it's not as easy as I think. But, like, I sure talk to a handful that make it seem like it's going to last forever. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, by the way. Like, make that paper. Take advantage of it. Create your next one. But, like, we started talking about this in the beginning. Don't be BlackBerry, man. Don't get stuck on 3G. One day, you're BlackBerry. And then the next day, you're BlackBerry. Just keep that in mind. Learn from my bad beats. All I can think about when I tell these stories is sitting in with an accountant, realizing how much money I no longer have, and being so mad, like like it was so undeserved. Like, I can't believe the universe did this to me. Like, well, if you give yourself a little history and, and look back and took a more cautionary look at everything, you would realize that it's insane to take a second mortgage on your house for $100,000 for a piece of metal and art and time that is hard to put at 60. You know what this makes me think of? Um, non-fungible tokens. Like, these dudes who paid 20 bucks for it, now they're worth $300 million. And maybe some of this is because I'm stupid. Like, I certainly don't understand the NFTs and the 
crypto and all of in this new world and maybe i'm blackberry maybe i'm the dinosaur but all you had to do is open an app and like invest in a thing that wasn't real and doesn't make a product there's there's certainly a i don't know man that's a little i wouldn't bank on it maybe as much as you all seem like you're going to act like this is although i'm happy to be wrong here there's a crypto what did the what did the what's the what's the what's the la stadium it's now the crypto stadium. I was just talking about this last time too. This has just happened. Uh, the Staples Center is now the crypto.com arena. So like that's not a cheap, you know, that's a $700 million naming rights thing. Although there's been some, there's been some busts in naming rights. What have been the, the the stadium naming deals gone bust? There's been some good ones, man. What the the what's some famous ones? Remember Gillette Stadium? Uh, who bought that? CMGI Field that cost like four hundred million dollars and it didn't work with a shit. Enron Field, remember Enron Field? Enron Field was a disaster because they they'd signed the deal right and then like two years later they collapsed after all of that fraud was exposed um what's the other one united center mm. crypto.com the crypto.com field I bet crypto, like crypto and Bitcoin and NFT listeners, probably listen to this if they do, and they're like, "Yeah, you just sound you sound so dumb and old." That might be true, but you don't sound as smart as you think you do. Maybe. Um. All right. I'm just rambling. Watch that Van Dutch documentary. Van. Why do I keep saying Van Dutch? Watch the Von Dutch documentary, The Curse of Von Dutch. That's also pretty good. I think that's going to be it for today's episode. I, wanted to, I got I, I got a text today saying, are you going to post an episode before Christmas? Uh, that guilted me into getting one up. There's what I have for you. Give it a like. Give it a listen. Give it a share. Search for Book of Murdoch on your favorite player. Tell your friends. Um, thanks for listening. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. The executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share. And you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.